Hi, thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop. Today we're going to be talking about Winterwood by Shay Earnshaw. Uh, you know, her debut novel, The Wicked Deep, I fell in love with this author's writing through that novel. And if there's anything that Earnshaw excels at, it's definitely creating the perfect atmosphere for her storytelling. I, I can't say this enough, you know, I really do love her storytelling. I honestly do. You know, she has such a great feel for creating this really cold and eerie atmosphere. And she makes sure that there's this unsettling feeling that continues throughout the story. You know, you think you know everything that's happening, only to find out you had no idea what was really happening. You know, she is really good at subverting um, predictability. So, I do love her for that, um, and I did like the story. I have to give it four stars, though, you know, I can't give it a perfect five because my issue with the story is that that first opening, it's, it's great, you know? It's, it's a good atmosphere. I'll say this, you know, it is a good atmosphere. I love the opening pair, the opening, um, chapter. You, you're following Nora Walker as she enters the wicker woods, you know, and they are woods filled with malice in their roots. You know, this is an evil forest, you know, that comes alive. And she's doing it under the safety of a full moon because it's the only time that you can do this. So... I thought that was interesting. That interesting. You know, it is compelling. It is entirely spellbinding spell and entrancing to read that first um, chapter because she finds a boy in the woods who's been missing for two weeks. And it should be impossible for him to be alive. And yet there he is. He is alive. So there's that, you know. And then she discovers one boy missing, one boy dead, you know, from the camp. So that kind of puts her at odds with Oliver just a bit. And once again, it goes towards creating that eerie atmosphere, um, that unsettling atmosphere in the novel. But now that being said, by focusing on creating, you know, the atmosphere, on by focusing not creating the atmosphere, by focusing on creating, you know, the character dynamics and the characterization, you know, getting to know these, per these characters as people, you kind of lose some of that eeriness a little bit, and it kind of slows down the story. Um, you're just kind of wondering, when is it going to pick up pacing-wise? That's not to say it's a bad story. It's just, it's very, it's a slow and steady story, I should say. And because there are times where the pacing is just a little too slow, some of that eeriness, that unsettling feeling, it gets, gets lost for about, I want to say, a third of the novel. Um, that you know, the second, the, you know, 
everything after that, two-thirds of a novel, you know, is really well done. You know, you're on edge. You're, the creepiness factor is back. That unsettling factor is back. And I love it because, you know, you're drawn into the story with that unsettling by getting to know these other characters. You know, across the lake from where she lives is a camp for wayward boys. You know, it's where parents and their sons who have already blown their last chance. So you're getting to know some of these boys and you know they're not good. You know, again, this is, they've blown their last chance and now they're here. So you already know that these are delinquents who really don't care. And she's kind of put at odds with them. You know, she's a walker. And she's often ostracized by her own town because she's a walker. You know, she's a witch. Um, and she's perfectly content with that. You know, I'll say this about Earnshaw. I love her characterization of Nora. She is a walker. She does practice um, forest remedies, uh, new age magics, because those are her roots. You know, that, that, those are her roots. That's her heritage right there. And she's perfectly content um, to be ostracized for being who she is, for being true to her origins. It makes her very fierce. It makes her very headstrong. Um, even when she's afraid, she doesn't back down. And I think that's really strong storytelling. Um, that's strong. It's really strong characterization as far as Nora is concerned. Um, because you kind of fall in love with her. You fall in love with her suspicious nature. You fall in love with her narrative. There is a lot of internal dialogue uh, regarding her character to realize, you know, she is just a girl who, who just wants to be left alone. You know, the, she's perfectly content. She collects lost things from a pretty much evil forest and she connects with her roots quite strongly. I think that's really great that Earnshaw is able to completely build this character around all that. And when she goes head to head with these bad boys, she doesn't lose face. You know, she tries to warn them. They don't want to listen to her. They kind of bully her around a little bit to get what they want near the end. And in the end, it kind of costs them. It doesn't cost her. She's, she ends up saving the day, but it costs them. Um, and then, you know, there's a great twist at the end. I didn't see it coming. Maybe some of you other readers did, but I sure as heck didn't. I thought it was great, though. I loved that plot twist in the story. Because I was like, what? And going back and forth between Nora and Oliver, um, you know, I'm more drawn to Nora because I feel like there's more complexities to her characterization. You know, I feel like Earnshaw develops... Nora a little bit more versus Oliver. Um, that's not to say he was done poorly or written poorly. He is, I think, the perfect balance for Nora. He allows her to open up a little bit more, but she, you know, 
he's a softer character. You're kind of wondering why is he at this, you know, what was his last chance? Like, he seems like such a nice guy. How did he blow it? And you find out he didn't really blow it. You know, his parents, spoiler alert, his parents died. So he was sent off to live with his uncle who didn't really want to take care of him. So he just sent him there. Um, probably cheaper than, you know, a boarding school, I guess. So you have this boy who feels so unwanted, who wants nothing more than to belong. And I just wish that had been developed a little bit more so that I could have connected with him more. You know, I'm able to sympathize with this character and it's easy to see his connection with Nora. I love their dynamic together. I feel like they balance each other quite perfectly. But his voice didn't register as strongly as Nora's did. Um, maybe that was intentional. Like I said, he is a softer character than Nora. Uh, Nora is a little hard around the edges. But he, he wants to find a place to belong because he doesn't feel like he belongs anymore. So, I think, I personally didn't feel as though his voice was very strong. I would have liked it, I would have liked it more um, if his voice had been stronger, but it just wasn't. Um, and, you know, as for the development of the story, once again, I really did enjoy the development of the story. I really did love it. I'm not going to deny that. You know, I am a fan of Earnshaw's writing. I do think she's great at creating atmosphere. And I love how she writes um, female characters. I feel like the male characters just kind of fade into the background once you're done reading the novel. And I can say this because the Wicked Deep, once again, female character, I can still you know, visualize her, but the male character, I, he's just kind of faded into the background for me. Um, but that's, you know, that's a personal opinion. And maybe it's intentional. Maybe you are supposed to resonate stronger, strongly with Nora or stronger with Nora than with Oliver. But ultimately, um, I feel like it was a slight disservice to, to the novel, especially if you're going to slow down the pacing of the novel to develop their dynamic. I really do think that Oliver should have had a stronger voice to bring about his personality and the characterization and to make that tension that's there come alive even more. Um, I love the tension of the story. You know, it does keep the reader on edge. I love the eerie atmosphere of the woods and going out at night. I love all of that. It paints such a spooky scene and it's just completely spellbinding, at least for me. You know, it's just, man, Earnshaw is good at, at setting up a scene. She really is good at creating such a strong atmospheric read. You want to read this book at night when it's raining with a cup of tea. Like, that's how you want to read this book because that's kind of the setting it gives you. It's a cold novel, so you just want to snuggle up and stay warm while you're reading it. And I think that's probably her strongest suit, her atmospheric writing. 
So once again, this is Winterwood by Shay Earnshaw. I do have to say, you know, please check it out. I, I did think it was a good book at the end of the day. Once again, I gave it four stars. Um, the little snippets going back Walker women generations, you know, creates a more witchy feel to the story. And, you know, I love her tone in those sections. Um, her tone is amazing. But, you know, regardless, Four Stars, Winterwood by Shane Earnshaw. Please remember to check this book out from your local bookseller. And if money's not, and if money is tight, uh, check it out from your local library. Have a great rest of your day, and as always, happy reading.